0: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
3: And so be with yourself for a second. And then I want you to do something. I want you to look at the human being, not the body, the human being that's staring there, that has been dying for you to wake up and realize she's there. And she needs your support and she needs your love and she needs you to validate her existence.
1: Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's getting you.
3: god god it's been oh my so- god you're in the car always i would have just jumped in the front seat of my car had i known wow I know. I
1: mean, your background looks pretty epic so
3: oh my gosh oh, yeah. the last
4: time we saw you we were in a hotel room
3: i know and you had that uh is a ghani dress on that i was coveting g-a-n-n-i right good memory mm-hmm. wow and was that right before the pandemic yes yes
1: We had to fly home from there. Like we did Tamron Hall and then it had shut down. The NBA had canceled, like everything just. Yeah.
3: That was the week. You're right. I thought so. Crazy. It was
1: insane. We all were like, what's this thing? What's happening? And then.
3: Uh, Can you believe we're in the third fucking school year of this?
1: No. I mean, the good news is, is that it feels like I don't think about it anymore. Like, I don't think about when things are going to go back to normal. Now it's just yeah. living within what is now our normal. Does that make sense? It's not yeah. like, when are we and going And I'm back? so
3: proud of you two that you're getting back out on the road. I'm hoping I'm going to either catch like your Burlington date or your Medford date or one of the ones when you're out here on the East Coast. Where what what what? Uh, Where are
1: you right now? Because you which... went somewhere for the pandemic.
3: Yeah, I, well, so I'm outside of Boston right now where, uh, you know, in the house that we raised our kids in for the last 23 years, but we bought my in-law's house in Southern Vermont and our son is going to high school up there. So as we're renovating it, I'm mostly down here so I can work, but Chris and Oak are up in Southern Vermont. Uh, so he can go to high school and I kind of go back and forth
4: so many questions, but I mean, I guess those are personal things. Um,
3: whatever, uh, you know, me, I'm just like you. If you ask the question, be ready for the answer, baby.
1: Uh, Everyone loved our first podcast and with you and everyone, I think it's still like something that we can, we still make, not we, we, um, remind people to go listen to when they're struggling. I, it hits such a chord. So now that you've come out with a book another book uh and not has you're so gonna
3: you're questions. gonna shit when you like this is unbelievable you know it i is? thought the fi- this is unbelievable i literally so the five second rule i wrote five years ago i have not been able to write another book due to my dyslexia and due to just adhd and <laughs> being way too busy and and you know the, the other thing is i think that especially creative ideas, they have a life of their own. And the high five habit was not ready to be born until this moment.
1: I totally feel that. The fact that you just said that, we just did a podcast on how our team members would probably call us insane. And most of it is probably because of how we operate every day with ADHD, but don't medicate because we're too afraid of what that might do to like create You know what I mean? But the the Mm -hmm. shrapnel we leave is quite insane. We've come to realize.
4: Uh, She was referencing I used to work for like a female entrepreneur that was all over the place and it was so crazy working for her. I learned so much, but you know, she, she was like, she was crazy, but she was kind. And I, I, I hope that that that's what our team members would say about working with us. And I would, I would assume maybe some people that were around you would kind of say you're a little all over the place too.
3: Oh, uh, totally all over the place. <laughs> and I also think that part of it is social media. That so social media is open 24 seven and you gotta be really careful because when you're creating content, um, especially when, you know, I, it's funny that we're having this conversation because I said to my team this morning on our morning call, uh, that, you know, we're, 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 we're two weeks away from launching this book. And I think that this is going to be, a global phenomenon. I really do, and it's not about a book. The conversation that I am having and this tool, The High Five Habit, is so profound, it's so fundamental, the science is so incredible, and I think it's everything, and I think it's what the world needs right now. It needs a simple tool that helps people support, celebrate, and empower themselves, especially when life feels really hard. And um, I said to my team, I'm going to say this out loud because I want you to hold me accountable. You know, I, I, like a lot of women in particular, have lived my entire life struggling with anxiety. And I have had a dysregulated nervous system, which basically means that I have always felt in my body like I'm on edge. I have always been waiting for the next shoe to drop. I am like a tripwire ready to snap at somebody. And I think I've always been in that mode. And it it, it I can track it all the way back to childhood trauma that happened in the 4th grade. I think we talked about it in the first podcast that we did together and I write about it in the high five habit, but I've been doing all of this work around my nervous system and settling my nervous system and having what I call body confidence, which is not being confident about the way you look. It's being comfortable in your own skin. It's feeling grounded inside yourself. And so I said to my team, wow, as the world starts to talk about this book and we've had almost 70 podcast uh requests, I've never done a formal podcast tour We're only just getting started now that today's show is involved. uh, Dr. Oz is now doing half of a show on this concept and bringing in neuroscientists to talk about the profound science. And I said to them, as the world gets busier and as it feels like it's getting bigger and bigger, I am committed to that external energy and stress not triggering me to have a corresponding rise in external stress and external, like, kind of being amped. And
1: Mel, I think, is that yes. is that like the fight or flight that people yes. are constantly... So they're constantly yes. in a fight or flight due to yes. the world yes. bombarding them constantly yes. right now?
3: It is impossible for you, after the last 18 months, to not feel on edge right now. And it would be weird... If your resting state weren't fight or flight. And it's why you feel emotionally drained. It's why you find yourself crying and you can't understand why. It's why you feel so exhausted. It's why you, uh, you know, if one thing goes wrong in the day, you know, that the teachers got COVID and now your kid can't go in, it feels like I just got to throw in the, t- I can't handle this anymore. And your nervous system has done the equivalent of you sitting in your car in park and flooring the gas, right? It's just been revved for 18 months. And so one of the tools in this book is I call it high five in your heart and you take your hands and you put it on your heart and I got and big hands. So I don't, right don't even do this. Yeah. Put Does your it doesn't matter. Hands wh- like, yeah, doesn't matter where you do. grab your boob. You can do whatever, yeah, yeah. but just press right here on your chest. And this works with your kids too. Now we're going to take a deep breath and then you're going to say these three sentences. I'm okay. I'm I'm okay. Yep. I'm I'm safe. safe. I'm loved.
1: I'm loved.
3: Now say those three sentences again, you two.
1: I'm okay. I'm I'm safe. safe. I am loved.
3: What do you feel?
4: I feel more relaxed. But Mel, what if some people don't feel like they're loved? Who are they loved from?
3: Themselves. So here's the thing. If you can say those things and you can hear it, I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm loved. If you can think it and you can hear it in your mind. In this moment, it's true. We had a woman write to us from a domestic violence shelter. And uh, she said, you know, I've had tremendous childhood trauma. I've been in a severely abusive relationship. I have just escaped. I'm starting over. I have nothing. I have a long road ahead. But the simple tool of the high-five habit of high-fiving my reflection in the mirror every morning and high-fiving my heart every day as a way to start my day grounded back in my body and settling my nervous system is telling me something important. I still have myself. I can have my own back. And the reason why this high five to your heart works is because of science. See, when you press right here, you're pressing against what's called the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is a treasure in your body. And it runs from your seat all the way through every major organ and your vocal cords into the top of your head. And when you press on it like this and you say those words, what happens is the vagus nerve is basically like an on off switch. And it's the on-off switch between your two nervous systems. Your One nervous system is your fight-or-flight nervous system. We mm-hmm. call that the sympathetic nervous system. The other nervous system, which is your calm, grounded, resting nervous system, which is we, where we want you to start every day, that is called the parasympathetic nervous system. When you simply put your hands here and press against the vagus nerve, and you say those three sentences, I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm loved, over and over and over again until you feel grounded.
0: Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year we even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month a whole month we're super excited for them but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long how will they cope will they make friends will they be homesick we all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance yet when we hold on to them they can gradually take a toll on our well-being fortunately Therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Get it off your chest with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash cat and nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p dot com slash cat and nat Do you
1: have to say it out loud? Or nope. could your kids do it like, you know, if they're having a panic attack, I, yeah. I feel like that would help too like yeah to-
3: absolutely absolutely and get them to do it and then you can put their your hands on them and one on their back so that you've got them and have them practice it because now you're teaching them a skill they can use anywhere at any time that they feel that rush of anxiety that a lot of people feel and so you know what what is so exciting about this book and you said it what if you feel like you've got nobody you're alone. You're a single mom. You've gotten divorced from some scumbag who's now dating the babysitter. Like life is just imploded. You're not where you're meant to be. You literally feel like you fucked it all up. You're overwhelmed. You're beating yourself up. You need the high five habit. And so let me explain how this thing works because on the surface, the high five habit in terms of high fiving yourself in the mirror every morning sounds so cheesy Right. that I don't want you to dismiss the extraordinary, life-changing, profound science here and the the, the the chance that you've got to fundamentally change how you see yourself. I am so passionate about this. Mm. This has been the single biggest breakthrough I've ever had in my entire life. And so I'm going to explain what happened. So um, we all have literally like a couple weeks after I saw you guys, the world shuts down. And we all have that moment, and this is not a pandemic book at all, but the way I discovered The High Five Habit was during a moment in the pandemic, about three weeks after you and I saw each other. So within those three weeks of you and I uh, taping that first interview that we did, my show gets canceled, I get fired from my dream job. And so my immediate reaction when they find COVID-19 at CBS Broadcast Center and they cancel the show, boom, I'm fired from the dream job of hosting my own daytime talk show. I, immediate ha- I immediately have this feeling, are you fucking kidding me? I am 51 fucking years mm-hmm. old and I-, I have to reinvent my life again? Seriously?
1: Mel. <sighs> Mel, you know what's ironic as you say that? We had a deal with a major network, the exact on that exact same premise, and COVID hit, and the contract got ripped up, and everyone that was celebrating was like, "Sorry, you're you're out, sol." I'd like what you are, and I think everyone has a moment where they were like, "I was there, and it got taken away from me because of the world."
3: Completely, and then my publisher canceled the contract for a book that I had been working on, not this book. And they should have canceled it because I was a year late in delivering a manuscript. But still, they wanted money back that I had already spent. Oh, God. And then every single speech that I had booked for a year started boom, 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 canceling. And I found myself in this free fall. And, you know, look, like my origin story, as everybody knows from listening to the first podcast, is 13 years ago, my husband and I were nearly a million dollars in debt, and I was drinking myself into the ground to try to, to, because I was paralyzed. So this moment was triggering all those old fears. I'm about to lose everything again. Now, on top of it, there were no none of these bailout loans for small businesses. So I'm like, how the fuck am I going to make payroll? How am I going to take care of the 11 people and families that work for me? And then on top of that, and everybody that listens to you can understand this. My kids were in crisis. College had imploded. They were home, they were grieving, they were pissed off, they were frustrated, they were sad. There was a tsunami of emotions. And so for the first three weeks, and yeah, were there blessings from COVID? Of course, I'll never get that time again with our adult kids, ever. It was a huge blessing in so many ways. Did it change my business? Of course, I never would have discovered the high five habit. But that said, those first few weeks was Horrendous. I don't think I changed out of my pajamas. I started drinking Bloody Marys at 11 o'clock in the morning. We did nothing but watch Harry Potter and Glee episodes like as a family for three weeks straight. And so one morning I wake up and I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders. And you may feel this right now listening to us. You may feel like I can't do another school year like this. I can't work from home and have the kids under my feet. I, don't, I can't handle one more thing. That's how I felt that morning. And so I used the five-second rule, five, four, three, two, one. and I rolled out of bed. And then I made my bed. And that morning, I made it so I wouldn't crawl back into it. Right. And I dragged myself to the bathroom, and I'm standing there in my underwear, and I'm brushing my teeth. And I catch my reflection in the mirror. And I think, oh my God, you look like hell. And then I started to pick myself apart. The dark circles under my eyes, the gray hair coming in, how saggy my neck had gotten, one boob is hanging lower than the other. And then, of course, once you start going down that road, your whole attitude sucks. And then I'm like beating myself up. I'm like, I got. why did I get up so late? And I I got eight minutes for my first Zoom. How the hell am I going to get ready in time? And the dog's sitting at my feet and he still needs to be rocked. And I hadn't responded to that text. And I start ticking off all the things I hadn't done and all the things that I was overwhelmed by. And as I saw the woman staring back at me in the mirror, I actually felt sad for her. Now, here's the interesting thing. If either one of you had walked into my bathroom that morning, I would have been able to spin on a dime and Mm. say, Kat, Nat, I know it's not fair that they canceled your show. I know you have worked so hard. You don't deserve Mm. this. I know this is overwhelming. But if anybody can handle it, you can. Mm -hmm. I would have been able to give you what you needed to feel your spirit lift But standing there without a bra on and, you know, not even with a cup of coffee yet, I couldn't think of a fucking thing to say to myself. And besides, I don't think I would have believed it because the pep talk wouldn't have matched how I actually felt, which was defeated. And I don't know what came over me because it sounds so pathetic. But standing there in my underwear, I literally raised my hand and high fived the woman I saw in the mirror because she needed it. And here's the thing, lightning didn't strike. My whole life didn't change in that moment, but something shifted. I felt my shoulders drop. I felt my chin lift. I actually laughed because it's so stupid you're high-fiving yourself in the mirror. And my mood shifted. And I kind of felt like, okay, now, come on. You got this, Mel. And I sent myself into the day feeling a little better. Now, it was the second morning where things Really shifted. So I wake up, 54321, I get out of bed, I make my bed, and I start walking to the bathroom. And this is where things get profound, you two. And, you know, especially for our daughters, this is profound. As I started walking to the bathroom, I had this experience that I've never had in my entire life. And it's this you know how, like, when you're walking uh, to meet a a friend and you're about to walk into a cafe and you're about to see somebody you really like, how do you feel excited? Yeah. Excited. I actually felt that about seeing myself. Wow. In the 53 years that I've been alive, I don't think I've ever been excited to see the human being Mel Robbins. I've been excited to see what an outfit might look like, or excited mm-hmm. to see what my eyeshadow color might look like. But to see me, the human being, never. Because I have a habit, and so does everybody on the planet, of dreading seeing myself, of standing before the mirror and criticizing myself, hating on myself, or ignoring myself. And so that second morning as I finish brushing my teeth and when you practice this, I want you to practice it right after you brush your teeth because when you stack a new habit with one that you already do, it's easier for your brain to learn it. And so when you put your toothbrush down, I want you to take a moment and just be with yourself because you've, you, you never do this and it's uncomfortable because you're used to ignoring yourself. So many women, 91% of women do not like how they look. And so many women have written to me about the fact that whether it's body dysmorphia or just a lifetime of criticism, they can't even look at themselves in the mirror. And so be with yourself for a second. And then I want you to do something. I want you to look at the human being, not the body, the human being that's staring there that has been dying for you to wake up and realize she's there. And she needs your support and she needs your love and she needs you to validate her existence. And I want you to ask yourself, how do I need to show up today for the woman I see in the mirror? How can I support her? Because especially as mothers, all we're thinking about is how, what we need to do for everybody else. And then we feel last on our list because we're waiting for somebody to magically show up and take care of us. And nobody's coming. Mm-hmm. And so you need to learn how to take care of yourself. Like We all know we gotta put our oxygen mask on. What the fuck does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means being able to stand in the mirror every single morning and to see yourself and be with yourself and be able to celebrate and support yourself no matter where you are in your life and no matter how you feel. And so as you think about how can I show up for this woman today? then you're gonna raise your hand and you're gonna high five yourself. And I wanna unpack this because there's a couple things that you will feel for sure when you try this. So one of two things happens for absolutely every human being that tries this. So either you will feel this huge release and you'll start crying because you'll realize you've actually never done this for yourself. And you've been waiting to reconnect with the human being inside of you. Or you're going to feel tremendous resistance to doing it. Mm -hmm. And so the resistance is so fucking sad. And you need to unpack it for yourself because this is the bullshit that is starting to happen to our kids at the ages that your kids are this resistance, this rejection of self, this I'm not good enough, I don't belong, I don't fit in, if only I were taller, shorter, skinny, or fatter, my hair were less kinky, my skin were lighter, darker, all of the sorting hat things that we do to ourselves when we start school to see where we fit in and where we don't fit in. And it's all a mechanism to try to protect you from not being rejected from other people. But instead, you end up having a dialogue that's all about rejecting yourself, And so the resistance is so fucking sad because what it actually is, if you stand before yourself in the mirror as an adult woman, is you have dragged your entire life with you to that moment and it stands between you and the human being that you see in the mirror. Every abuse, every trauma you've experienced, every heartbreak, every disappointment, all of the things that people have said to you, you accumulate that as evidence that says that person that I see is damaged or not worthy or broken or whatever it is that you say to yourself or believe about yourself and all the things that you regret that you've done whether you've cheated or done drugs or lied or or you know you made a huge mistake or like whatever it is that you beat yourself up for that you would easily forgive cat or nat or me for but you cannot and will not forgive yourself for that's the resistance that right there is the resistance And so when you raise your hand to high-five yourself, it's an act of defiance to a lifetime of criticizing and rejecting yourself. That's what's happening. And here's what I want you to know, which is freaking unbelievable. So as this started working in my life, and I started to realize, oh my God, I have just stumbled into yet another stupid cheesy tool that is changing my life. Why is this working? The research here is extraordinary because the good news is your mind and your nervous system and your soul are hardwired, already ready to have the high five habit work. It'll work for your kids. It'll work for senior citizens. It'll work for absolutely anybody that sees this because of science. So first, even though it's weird because it's something that you've never done before, even though you might resist it, I want you to do this for five days in a row. Super important that you do it for at least five days in a row to push through the resistance and the weirdness, so that it becomes <laughs> something that you're not resisting. That's number one. Number two, um, let's talk about a high five. So, Cat and Nat, when you think about times where you've either given your kids a high five, or somebody's given you a high five, or you've given somebody else a high five, what does a high five mean? Victor,
4: congratulations you're a raptor.
3: Totally. A high five means I see you. I love you. I celebrate you. We got this. If you give it to your kid when their attitude's going down, it's literally like, shake it off now. I know this is tough, but come on, kid, you got this. It literally is celebration, joy, empowerment, togetherness, partnership, trust, encouragement, all in a simple gesture. Here's the good news. Since you've been doing this and receiving this gesture of a high five your entire life, All of that positive programming associated with it, it's already programmed into your brain. Right. So while you raise your hand and you do it to your own reflection, your brain recognizes the gesture. It silences the critic. You can't think a negative thought do this. Your brain won't allow it. You can feel weird. You can feel the resistance, but you can't think you fucking suck. You're not good enough. You've screwed up your life. You can't do it. You don't even have to say anything because the gesture alone triggers your brain to go, oh, I believe in you. I feel you, I see you, I got you, let's go. It already knows what it means and it starts to silence the default criticism that runs on your brain in autopilot and reprogram in encouragement, celebration, and empowerment with your own reflection. And there's even more. I talked to Dr. Daniel Amen, who's the world's leading uh, expert on the brain He went crazy about this thing. He basically said, Mel, do you know why this works? I'm like, no, tell me why it works. He said, first of all, one of the reasons why you feel a little bit more energized when you do this over and over and over again is because your nervous system understands the gesture. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, think about it. When you wave hello, what are you doing? You're raising your hand. When you hug right. somebody, what are you doing? You're raising your hand. When you pat somebody on the back, you're raising your hand. When you high five somebody, you're raising your hand. When, when you cross the finish line, you raise your hands. Doing this repeatedly with your own reflection as your brain is having all these positive subconscious thoughts, your nervous system goes, oh, yeah, that's right, celebration. So you start to feel that jolt and that energy within yourself the more you do this. The second thing that happens is you feel your mood boost, or if it's super heavy, you feel it lighten. Why? Well, because when you receive a high five from somebody else, your brain gives you a drip of dopamine, the chemical that's the feel good happy chemical. When you do it to yourself, the same thing happens. Is this not nuts?
1: It, it, you know, it is, I think it's so, I think it's nice for people, not, not nice, is the wrong word. I think it's great that people have a tool, like an actionable item, especially coming out of like such an intense um, time when it feels like everything's out of control. And I think, I believe small steps lead to, to larger steps. And I mean, I do know when, when we say this, a lot of people wake up and check social media and they compare themselves, you know, the, the minute they open their eyes to what they haven't done or what they look like, or, you know, who they're not. And I know Instagram just came out with a study of how damaging they actually know, uh, in the platform to be, especially to young, you know, to 13 year olds, 14 year olds who are on the platform. And I know that translates to, uh, to to everybody uh, because we're not immune just as adults to feelings of insecurity. So I think that having something to wake up and feel, you know, like you're in control of your day and it's like a reminder to start your day in a way rather than uh, waking up with being like uh oh, here we go again and also waiting for other people
4: to judge you when you when really all that should matter is the core the first thing that that is there is that you accept yourself and you're there for yourself um in this book you explain um the the high five habit what else is it in the book that people will be able to is it like your stories
3: oh my god it's like the uh, I, I don't even know how to describe what's in this book because the high five habits, are just the beginning. Okay. You then learn about how to use your brain to work for you.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
1: What about the secreting? There's so many
4: different stories that we could ask. We're like so obsessed with the manifesting stuff. We need the manifesting. So in here, there's a picture um, of you in uh, in your kitchen. And Mm -hmm. it says that this story will give us goosebumps and it'll teach us the proper way to manifest using science.
1: Oh, this is a, podcast i can't show them yeah but there's it. videos that they can see but i've just yes yeah. we on our platform really believe in manifesting we talk about manifesting with the zero science behind it other than just <laughs> dreams turning yeah yeah no i know mel turning uh, into like I, and i just feel like our life like our, everything that we have done we have like randomly
4: just put out in there and then eventually of course there's lots that comes in between but what we celebrate is when the things that we really kind of put out there actually come to life so right. tell us about tell us about your perspective on all this?
3: Well, I a thousand percent believe in manifesting, but a lot of us are doing manifesting wrong where you create a vision board about the big vision. Mm -hmm. And what research shows is that simply having the beach house or the marathon marathon finish line on your vision board is actually demotivating because what starts to happen for people is you see the thing that you want and you start to feel further and further and further away from it. And so, yes, you should have big dreams. And yes, you should write them down every day. And yes, you should do that because you have a filter in your brain that I'm teaching you to use and to program um, that will change in real time based on what you tell it is important. But the most important part of manifesting is activating something in your brain called the uh, Zygonarch effect, or the the Zygarnik effect. And that is for you to pick the beach out. So let's use a marathon, because a marathon is a really simple metaphor that everybody understands. Let's say you want to check off a bucket list item, and you want to complete a marathon, which is 26.2 miles. Yes, put the finish line up. Yes, put the race bib up. Yes, put up all these things that show you what it feels like to accomplish the goal. But if you really want to get it done, also put on that board a photo of somebody running in the rain. Also put on that board a photo of an alarm clock that says 5.13 a.m. Mm, the reality. Also put, yes. Put up the reality. And then when you're manifesting and you're thinking about crossing that finish line, don't stay on the finish line. Think about what it's going to be like in February when you're on mile 11 on a training run. And your earbuds run out, and it starts to rain. And you see yourself continuing to run. And when you manifest and visualize and allow yourself to feel that moment, the moment in between, the work that gets you there. You want a business of your own? Manifest late nights. Manifest the text where you say, sorry, I got to stay in and work on something, can't come to the party. Manifest you uh, being told no. Manifest the thing getting canceled. Manifest picking Mm -hmm. up the phone again because what you're doing is you're socializing your nervous system and your brain and your heart and your soul to do the work and to not stop when all of the things that happen that come into your way uh, will eventually believe. And this is a way to cultivate something that I'm going to teach you how to do, which is to have a a high five attitude. A high five attitude is simply the belief Mm. that if you continue to work hard, if you stay optimistic, if you give up your timeline through optimism, through hard work, you can figure it out. Things will work out how they're meant to work out. You can make a, you can make a difference through your attitude and your effort on anything, that's a high five attitude that no matter so what's true. going on around you.
1: Do you so, believe in pessimism and optimistic personalities, or do you believe that pessimism and optimism are a choice? Like, you know, cause some people have come from a land of no. And, and yeah. is that learned or is that, you know, is that something you have to work towards, you know, the land of knowers who depends on the baby's yeah. first word. I, th- yes or I think no?
3: it's an, I think it's an, it's an excellent question. And I believe optimism is a skill that Uh everybody needs to practice and learn because all the studies show that when you have a more positive outlook and Uh and I believe in realistic optimism, that doesn't mean toxic positivity. It doesn't mean that you can put a nice brushstroke on really shitty problems that people face from poverty to racism, to discrimination, to all these things that are real. Uh, you may be facing a death You in your family. You may have a heartbreak. Somebody may have cheated. Like this shit is real. Yeah. But here's the difference that an optimistic or high five attitude has. When you become pessimistic, the obstacles magnify. Mm-hmm. and Your belief in yourself diminishes.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: When you start to, again, high five yourself in that mirror. And here's the thing, especially if you're going through a challenging time, you need it more than ever. Because when you raise the hand and you go to high-five yourself, right when somebody just said, I'm sorry, I don't love you anymore, I've fallen in love with your best friend, the high-five is also an acknowledgement that this fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. I see you. I see that this sucks. And it's also in the same time saying, and you know what? You're going to be okay. I got you. I got your back. You know, we don't watch a a marathon, right? If you're a spectator at a marathon, you don't stand at mile eight and go, you're not done yet. I'm I'm not cheering for you right now. (laughs) Look at that that split time for that half mile. Like, like, you don't do that. You freaking high five and cheer for the runners every step of the way because it's what keeps them going. You see, we have bought into this lie that you got to hit the number on the scale before you're going to celebrate yourself. You have to have the money in the bank account. You have to have the right relationship. You got to be where you're supposed to be and drive the right car and have the right house and have the right friend group before yeah. you will celebrate yourself. I'm here to tell you it's the opposite. Right. You actually need to show up every day and give yourself the support. If you can drag your ass out of bed after these last 18 months and you're still breathing and you're still trying to do uh, a little bit better, you not only deserve a high five, You need one. And one more thing about our kids. We can bolster our kids all you want. You want to know, there's so much too in this book about parenting, because I've got a ton of stories about parenting mistakes I've made, ways I've like plummeted my kid's esteem, um, things that are heartbreaking, like uh, chapter, as I was writing this book, chapter four, I get a text from one of our daughters. How do I not feel? Like the ugliest girl at the bar every time I go out. You want to know something as a mom? I can't change that. Only she can. If I stand in front of the mirror and say, but you're beautiful, but you're loyal, but you're an amazing human being, but you're funny, but you're this. And, you know, you will meet somebody. You just haven't met the right. She can't even hear it because it's not what she says to herself. So the reason why you have to make this a habit to stand before yourself, the human being, and see the human being in that body and recognize that you're sad or recognize that you're beating yourself up or recognize that you're not where you need to be and then raise your hand and say, I hear it. And you know what? I still love you. I still support you. I'm still here for you. Only she can change that for herself. Yeah. I can provide tools. I can provide a nutritionist. Totally. I can provide a psychologist. But your children and you, they got to do the work themselves. And so we'll this melt. is a tool there's, that will help something,
1: them do it. There's something that happens between, you know, young children, because I have a five-year-old who can't look in the mirror, or six-year-old who can't see herself, right? Because she's not tall enough to look in all the mirrors. <sighs> oh. And so she's not looking at herself constantly. And she... And I would say all of our kids, when they were younger, just love themselves so much, right? They think they're beautiful and strong and best like, singers, best dancers. Yeah, like my hair is amazing. Like I am beautiful. And yep. there's something that happens with comparisons when they begin to. Although she's obsessed with her older sister, but there's this thing that they 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 have this confidence, and somehow if we can think about that as adults, that you know. We, we, we have, at one point we were madly in love with ourselves because that's what young children do. They're madly in love with themselves and then you lose it. So you had it and then something happened for you to begin to lose it. So you can be inspired by the children around us because that person hasn't changed. That person has just been told to not love themselves like that child has loved them. So it's going back to that original, like, I mean, there's some, so much beauty in that toddler, yes. or that five year old who walks down in their tutu, and everyone's looking at them, and they're like, "Look at me, look at me," you know. And we stop, we stop saying that. We we say, "Don't look at me." Yeah, and
3: yeah. There's a shift. You're exactly that right. Well, you want to know the good the good news? The good news is all that is wired into your DNA. Yes. Life made you doubt it, and so this yeah. is a way to get back to who you really are. And that doesn't mean you're arrogant. It doesn't mean that you're selfish. It means that of every human being on the planet, you realize you're the one person you go through life with. And that your relationship Mm -hmm. with yourself is the foundation of every relationship that you have. Because if you don't love yourself, you will never believe that somebody else truly loves you and you'll continue to sabotage that relationship. If you're insecure with the person you see in the mirror, you will behave in insecure ways out in the world. And with expect, you.
1: And expect your relationships to fill that. I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of, uh, I mean, obviously people have to read this book because I think it's going to help so many people, like you said. Um, and we have been taking up so much of your time, but I want to ask one last question, which yeah. is a lot of women, uh, when we talk about manifesting or believing in themselves, their, their partner or spouse will be the first one to, you know, kind of knock them down or be like, this is the dumb, like, what are you doing? This is so dumb. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, when they begin to find themselves, it's it's a really nervous feeling for the partner and it can rock their relationship. Any advice, you know, we did a kind of like a dream, um, what was it like a live where people came in and they're like, my, I can't even, I can't show my husband or my partner the, when we did the oh, right. the vision boarding, I could never show them because they would just like laugh at me for it. I'm too embarrassed to show them the, I guess you just work on yourself and you re, like, you know, when they see, when your partner sees, well, let me changing. give you a
3: perspective check. Okay. On this. Okay. Um, first of all, it's super normal. That doesn't necessarily mean you need to end the relationship. It's super normal to have the people closest to you, not cheer for you and not celebrate you. And there's a reason why. And I'm going to tell you a quick story. Uh, I, I actually, I think I write about this in the book. So there was a period of time after Chris's restaurants failed that he stopped drinking completely and started to get, you know, him himself whole again. And, um, I remember very distinctly when that happened, I was cooking and I went to pour myself a glass of wine. And I noticed I felt self-conscious that I was about to have a big glass of wine and he was drinking water. And so I immediately did what your husbands and partners are doing. I was like, oh, come on, just have a glass of wine. Why do you need to be sober? You know, da 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 da, da. Like I started sabotaging and undermining the changes he wanted to make in his life. Why? I'll tell you why. Because his changes made me confronted about what I was doing. And so Chris turned to me and he said, Mel, I don't want a glass of wine. If you wanna have a glass of wine, great, have a glass of wine. And then he said this, nobody cares about what's in your cup except for you. So if you don't like what's in your cup, Stop barking about what's in mine and focus on what should be in yours. And so keep in mind that any change that you're making is confronting to somebody who's not changing. Mm-hmm. Right. You have got to keep showing up and cheering for yourself. And one of the this is especially true for women because we've been socialized to believe that our worth is determined by whether or not somebody else approves or somebody else loves us. You got to be able to look in the mirror yes. see a human being that you love and to see a human being whose choices make you proud. And if everybody else has a problem with that, they need to deal with that with their therapist. <laughs> and the more that you do this, the more you'll be able to express boundaries and the yep. more you'll be able to make requests And the stronger that you get, knowing that you have your own back and you're really confident in who you are, the more that your marriage will change because you're changing. And it's my hope that it changes for the better. But the fact of the matter is, as long as you are taking responsibility for your own happiness and your own sense of worth and your own sense of value as a human being, if that doesn't improve the relationship that you're in to show up as a better you... You're not in the right relationship.
1: I totally agree. And often it will bring the person up. It will help them totally. to change too. Mel, totally. where can everyone buy your book? When can they buy the book? How right
3: now. Buy it right houses? now. Dear God, like, please buy right it now. right now. Right like now. Like on it's Amazon. Like Everywhere. Where? You can buy it absolutely I- everywhere. You can get the audiobook uh in Canada, in the United States, all over the world on Audible. Um, also, there's a free five-day challenge that we're doing that I would love everybody to take part in. It's called the High Five Challenge. It's five days. It's free. Give me your name and your email address. Go to highfivechallenge.com. And I do five days of coaching and the tools that you need to walk you through everything in the book. And here's the coolest part. There's hundreds of of 1000s of people who are doing it. And so they'll be cheering you on too. And you'll Aww. be getting high fives from them and videos from them. And so if you feel like you need a little boost, you need somebody to help you out right now, you'd like to have a little more energy, you're tired of feeling stuck and overwhelmed. This is free. I got your back. Highfivechallenge.com. I'll see you in it.
1: Oh, my gosh, Mel, you're wonderful. It's such nice. It's so nice to see your face and hear. I the-
3: love you, too
1: that that not you know that the world the world you're helping find our way back after the world cluster fucked us all up um i think this book is going to touch a lot of women in particular because they're our audience and we're here for them so just truly thank you for hopping on and and congratulations Congratulations.
3: i love you and i'll see you on your tour i'll let you know which which stop i can come to
1: We'll DM you when we figure out where we are, when, and where you
3: are. Fabulous. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. I love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.